This is Rio of Madison Rising, and you're listening to our acoustic version of the Star Spangled Banner here on KLRN Radio, where liberty and reason still reign. Oh, say, can you see by the dawn's early light what so proudly we hailed at the twilight's last gleaming whose broad stride in bright stars through the perilous fight oh the ramparts we watched were so gallantly streaming in the rockets red
You are listening to KLRN Radio, where liberty and reason still reign. KLRN Radio has advertising rates available. We have rates to fit almost any budget. Contact us at advertising at klrnradio.com. You're listening to the Spark Radio Network, internet radio like you've never heard before. Innovation, creativity, and imagination are all said to begin with a spark. So fasten your seatbelt and take the ride of your life and listen for the spark. God's Pure Word of Faith with Richard Harden can now be heard Monday through Friday mornings at 7 a.m. Central, 8 Eastern and on Saturday and Sunday mornings at 6 a.m. Central, 7 Eastern. Join him and let's turn our country back to God. It only takes a spark to start a forest fire. Let's get on fire for the Lord, right here on KLRN Radio and the Spark Radio Network. Visit Richard's website at raharden.com. That's the World Wide Web at R-A-H-A-R-D-I-N dot com. At his website, you can see a summary of the six books he has written, where purchases may be made. He also has a link to 18 videos on YouTube and several blogs about Christian beliefs. If you prefer, visit Amazon.com backslash Kindle and type in Richard Harden to see and purchase his books. Each of my programs are being saved so that you can listen to them at any time. There's just four simple steps to find the past programs. Go to www.spreaker.com. That's S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R.com. Enter my name, Richard Harden, in the search box in the top center of the home page. Click on the brown icon, which has the Bible, two candlesticks, and a cross in the background. A list of my programs will come up. You're listening to God's Pure Word of Faith with Richard Harden. Richard will guide you through the Bible and help you find God's purpose for your life. Now here's teacher and author Richard Harden. Welcome to God's Pure Word of Faith. I'm Richard Harden, and again, I want to thank the Lord and the management of KLRN Radio for this great opportunity to share God's Word with you today. I shared about faith before. And I talk more about the kind of faith where, uh, you know, like in the Bible it says, forgive others, uh, bless those that curse you, and, and, and things like this where you've already heard from God maybe. And uh, you know what God's will is for you to do. And then we have to, you know, accept his word into our heart and actually then do that. You know, forgive others, to even though it's hard to do. Uh, Pray for those that despitefully use us, even though it's hard to do like that. But see, that's a form of faith to where we've kind of already heard from God, and we know His will in the situation, and we have to then accept His word into our heart and uh, obey His will. Now, today I'm going to be talking more and sharing more with you about what happens when some kind of sudden problem shows up in your life. Like, when King Jehoshaphat found out one day that he was surrounded by three armies, he said he feared. Here, a man of God, you know, he feared. He was so shook up or, you know, about this situation coming up on him like that. And uh, different things like this. Uh, king Saul, the first king that uh, God had set up over the children of Israel, well, he did things when uh, circumstances happened and the priest Samuel didn't show up on time. Well, then King Saul stepped in and did something real good. And he offered sacrifices. He offered sacrifices instead of waiting for Samuel, the priest, to come offer sacrifices. But he was, uh, well, he did wrong. 
because he was not supposed to offer sacrifices, but yet he disobeyed and did. That wasn't his position as king. He was supposed to wait for the priest to come do that. So, see, he got in trouble for that. Just doing something good is not necessarily God's will for you when you have a sudden, you know, a problem come upon you. And you're not sure what to do. Just turn around and do something good. You know, it might be a nice thought or something, but it's not necessarily God's will. So what do we do in situations like this? Well, in this, I want you to think about these words that I'm going to be discussing with you this morning. And these words are... In this, uh, that are related to faith and are obtaining faith is the word hope, depression, trust, doubt, confusion, fear, seeking, belief, in the words of faith, rhema, living word, trust versus faith and faith versus unbelief. Now, you say, how on earth are you going to get all that in an hour? Well, I'm not sure, but I'm going to try. Because when we go through this kind of process of when a sudden problem comes upon you, like it did Jehoshaphat, when he had uh, information was brought to him that three armies were surrounding him. Now, what kind of problems could we have like this? Well, um, the doctor tells you sudden, suddenly that... Uh, someone in your family has cancer or tells you you know that uh, you've got some other serious problem like that or somebody's lost their job and the family doesn't know what to do or, or should we move to Florida or should we move to you know um, North Carolina or someplace like that to take another job or should we wait here for God to get us a job here in this area so we don't have to go through all that trouble of moving and things like this Things in life come upon us quick a lot of times, and we need to know God's will, because certainly, you know, like it, seeking His will, finding out His word, is the greatest thing we can do in any situation, uh, whether it be a, whether we're going to be a preacher or whether we're going to be a businessman, or whether we're going to go to this college or that college. There's questions come up all the time like that where we need. God's guidance if we want the best in our life and the best that God has for us. Now, like we were talking about King Saul a while ago, when he offered those sacrifices and everything, uh, God even said in uh, 1 Samuel chapter, let's see, 15 verse 11, It repenteth me that I have set Saul to be king, for he has turned back from following me and hath not performed my commandments. Yeah, commandments will be just, you know, God's instructions and words to us. Here, King Saul had been told ahead of time things to do. He was supposed to kill out all the people that he captured, kill out all the animals and everything. He wasn't supposed to bring any of them back as, you know, like captives of the battle or war. And here he brought back cattle and uh, brought back the king and and disobeyed, you know, because he he had this idea that he was going to bring the you know the best of the cam of the cattle and everything back and offer sacrifices. Now that sounds real good. He's going to turn and offer sacrifices to God. But listen to what God sent to him through Samuel, the priest, to to uh, tell him, you know, that what he did was wrong. This is what God says. Has the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? See, to just do something good rather than obey God? And it said, uh, Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice and to hearken than the fat of rams. You know, uh, God wasn't pleased with those sacrifices because he was disobeying when he was doing it. Then the next verse, verse 23, For rebellion is as a sin of witchcraft. You know, when you rebel against God's will, rebel against seeking Him for His will even, it's like witchcraft. Because the reason it's like witchcraft is because you're not going to wind up finding God's will if you're doing this. If, uh, if you're rebelling against God and then 
think that you're going to find something good enough to do to please God, you can't. It's like witchcraft. And it says stubbornness. If you drag your feet, if God tells you to uh, uh, do something and, and you start dragging your feet, even as simple as teaching a class or working with young people or something like this, and you drag your feet and say, well, other people are better qualified. I can't do that, you know, as good as somebody can. Anyway, as you drag your feet, it says his stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. And then uh, God went on to say, because thou, speaking to King Saul, have rejected the word of the Lord, he also rejecteth thee from being king. In our day, like it says in 2 Corinthians 2, 10, 11, forgive others lest you give Satan advantage. It's not that God's going to beat us up and everything when we disobey him, but we're opening the door. We're opening the door to the devil come in and bring curses on us. You know, people in hospitals today across our nation are there because of unforgiveness in their heart, and the devil's brought curses upon them. And other things, you know, in our life, we're supposed to be living according to God's word. And when we reject his word, it says here it's like witchcraft or it's, it's you know, stubbornness is witchcraft and things like this. We're disobeying and we're opening our lives up then to the devil. And the devil is going to make sure and come in and persecute us as much as he can. Jesus says to kill, steal, and destroy. So that's the seriousness of it. It's not just a good principle to obey God's words and things. It's, it's life or death. It's life or death. Now, let's start this off then. <clears throat> Suppose you have a sudden problem come in your life. Sudden, sudden problem, like I said a while ago. You know, uh, you've heard you got cancer. You've heard something else. You know, uh, uh, you lost your job or whatever. Hope, one of the first words that I wanted to share with you today. Uh, in fact, the scripture says we're saved by hope. Now, you'll see in a minute how, because see, when you have a problem, where are you going to turn? Uh, well, let's see what it is. Psalms 119, 147, it says, I got up before dawn, I cried out for help. My hope is in your word. See, turn your hope to the Lord, his promises, that in time of trouble, he will be with you. And like this. So naturally, we set our hope on the Lord. Because if if you turn somewhere else, you turn to the stock market, you turn to, you know, uh, these buddies you've had back there, and you've done them favors, so now they owe you favors and things like this. If your hope is in to find one of them that can help you get another job real quick or something like this, your hope should be in the Lord. And then, if your hope is in the Lord... Like King Jehoshaphat, he put his hope in the Lord and set himself to seek the Lord. See, that's what it means when we say our hope is in the Lord. We're, we're seeking him to find out what his words are that he wants us to you know, uh, follow his instructions. Now, so we set our hope in the Lord. We're in doubt. We don't know what to do. Now, a lot of people uh, are in doubt and don't even realize it. I was talking with a guy one day. And he had this uh, paralyzed, uh, left side of his face was paralyzed, and I forgot what you call it now, but anyway, uh, he said, well, Brother Richard, I'm, I'm claiming my healing by faith. Now that right there, you know, is a, is a statement that needs to be explained too. If you're claiming your healing by faith, that means you've heard from God, he's spoken to you that he's going to heal you, and you're claiming your healing by faith then in his word that he's going to heal you like this now so you know then it's God's will because he's spoken to you within about three or four minutes like that he said well brother Richard this is just maybe my thorn in the flesh you know he was going to have an out in case he didn't get healed he said well it's just my thorn in the flesh that I've got to suffer with it and I looked at him and said you don't have faith for healing and he's shocked looked at me who am I to tell him he didn't have faith in? he said whoa, whoa, what, what do you mean I said if God's told you he's going to heal you you know that's your answer I said it's not going to be your thorn in the flesh as long as you do not know which one of those is God's will you're in doubt see to get 
Doubt is when you have more than one possibility of something. See, when you hear from God, that's it. You're out of doubt. Faith comes by hearing, hearing with the Word of God. And, and if He has spoken to you and told you something, that's it. And that's the only way to get out of doubt is to hear from God and know that that is the option that He has for you. And He'll back it up. So, see, when you make the statement that I'm claiming my healing by faith, you, you don't have any doubt in you from that time on if you've heard from God. You accept His words in your heart to faith, and that's what's going to happen as long as you keep walking with everything. So, so we've got to recognize, first, we're in doubt that we have a problem and we don't know what to do. Now, it may be a problem where you've got uh, a thousand things you could do as a result of that problem. Or it may be that you have this job or this job, two jobs offered to you. Lord, which one is your will? See, you may just have one or the other. But as long as you have more than one option, you're still in doubt because you haven't heard from God. And God will bless an ounce of doubt. Excuse me, I read right backwards. I thought something sounded odd about that. God will bless an ounce of faith because you've heard from him. But he won't bless an ounce of doubt. I don't care. You know, if you just have a little bit of doubt as to whether, you know, it should be this one, it should be this one. See, you haven't heard from God. But when you've heard from God, it may, you know, cause you to be very apprehensive uh, about doing what God has asked you to do. But if you teach that class or you work with those young people or, you know, you take that job and God has told you to, he will bless you and strengthen you in it. So we set our hope in God and then we start seeking him to get out of that doubt and to seek him for his answer. Now, during this time, you're going to run into this situation called fear. Uh, if you look in the concordance of the word fear, the word fear is defined a lot of different times in the concordance as being, you know, certain things, you know, of apprehension and, you know, stress and all these things piled up. But in First Timothy, excuse me, Second Timothy 1, 7, where it says, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power of love and a sound mind. That particular word there, the spirit of fear, if you look up that definition, it's different than all the rest of them. It doesn't give a long definition of what the fear is or anything. It just says fear. Because if God says he has not given us a spirit of fear, see, that's not an emotion. An emotion is something, you know, that takes place in your soul, your being everything like, you know, you're apprehensive or, or you know, you're enjoying yourself, things like this. Emotions are those things that take, that come from the soul. But this scripture here, the only one about fear, says God has not given us a spirit of fear. Now, God is a spirit. God is our, you know, in any form of name that you call God, you know, like the spirit of Christ, the spirit of truth, the spirit of, you know, um, well, just whatever. We only have one God, one spirit. Now, what is this spirit of fear? That is the devil. It's not something from the devil. Just like when God speaks to us, it's not God sending a message to us. It's God himself manifesting in our minds in a way that we can recognize it as a pattern of thoughts and understand what God is, you know, coming to us and, and the message God's bringing to us. It's God himself manifesting in our mind. God and his word are the same. First John, oh, excuse me, John chapter 1, verse 1 says, that In the beginning was the word, and the word was God, and the word was God. The word is God. See, God and his word are the same. So we're here. Now, when this spirit of the devil comes to us to torment us, it's the devil himself. It's not a spirit from the devil or something like that. It is the devil. That's a way to recognize the devil in your life. When you start getting fearful, that is the devil tormenting you. Now, he's going to cause you as much as he can to have a lot of uh, severe emotional 
you know, reactions and everything to terrorize you, to, you know, to cause you to get so upset and everything that you, you miss finding God's will, see. So when you're in doubt, like Jehoshaphat, three armies surrounding him, he could have easily had so much fear. It said he feared and set himself to seek the Lord. But he could have had so much fear that it terrorized him in a way that he failed to seek the Lord. Or he might have, you know, hesitated and, you know, just thought, well, what else should I do? What can I do? And all this. He didn't. He set himself to seek the Lord. And see, the devil, that's what he does. When he comes in to try to terrorize us when we're in doubt, see, the doubt has opened the door. When, when we have doubt, so let that be a red flag to you. Every time you start getting above the apprehensive stage, you know, like, what is it, uh, Philippians uh, 4, 6, where it's, Apostle Paul tells us, Be anxious for nothing, but in all things, with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be known to God. See, as soon as you start getting anxious about something, don't let it just open that door more and more so fear will come in, so the devil can come in and torment you to try to keep you from finding God's will. Be anxious for nothing, but in all things with prayer and supplication. See, take it to the Lord in prayer as soon as you start even getting anxious about something. Don't wait till the devil's already come in with fear and terrorized you and everything. Take it to the Lord immediately. There's no problem that you're concerned about that's too small that God's not concerned about it too because he don't want you to wait and let it get to be a big problem. So set your hope in God when these problems come about. You're hoping God. Recognize it's a problem like that and set yourself to seek the Lord to block this devil from coming to you and terrorizing you. Now, are you in doubt? Uncertainty? You have confusion, worry, different things like this, and you may have messed around so long that you even have fear about it and everything. But set yourself to seek the Lord, see? Put your hope in God and put your trust in God. That's where trust comes in. Do you trust God enough to handle your problem and to help you solve your problem? Uh, put your hope in God, your trust in God, and seek to get out of this doubt. Now, while you're seeking, God knows that, you know, a lot of people won't seek him. A lot of people turn to alcohol, drugs, you know, power, sex, or whatever like that to try to cover up their problems and everything and to, to, to hide from their problems, you might say, or get away from them. But it says in the Lamentations 3.25, God does good to those that seek him. So see, You've got a double blessing coming if you'll turn and seek the Lord. Not only will he'll give you an answer to your problem, what you need to do, his will for you, but he'll bless you for doing it because, you know, so many people don't turn to him. But he says he'll bless you there. And Isaiah 34, 16, one of the first things to do when you start seeking the Lord, seeking the Lord, it says, seek you out of the book of the Lord and read. Isaiah 34, 16. He tells us, you know, that's a good place to start. And <laughs> it is, you know. Uh, if you don't know what to start looking for the promises, looking for the scriptures in the, in the Bible. Find a, uh, verses that have to do with your situation as you're seeking. In fact, Second Chronicles 12, 14, the scripture says it's evil not to seek God. It said Rehoboam did evil because he prepared not his heart to seek the Lord. And... Uh, Several examples, Second Chronicles 15 to 16, 17 chapter. Uh, king Asa, when he was young, he was a good king. He sought the Lord, and he and God walked hand in hand in a lot of things. God blessed him with victories in battle and everything. And then he lived in peace for about 15, 20 years like that, and prosperous. Uh, you know, just everything went well for him. And then when... Uh, was the king of Israel was coming against him. Uh, Asa was down in uh, Judah. He didn't turn to God for help against the king. He turned to uh, Egypt. Egypt came over and helped him, and God let him have you know the victory. But when God sent a prophet to him after that and said, "You disobeyed. You, I told you not to go to Egypt and other places. You know, like that for help, but to come to me." And Asa got mad, wouldn't humble himself and ask God's forgiveness, and uh, he rejected the prophet, put him in prison, persecuted him. Well, 
As it turned out, King Asa then got an infection of the foot, of all things. And he ran around the country to all of his doctors and everything, and it kept getting worse, kept getting worse. And it says he died of a foot disease because he would not seek the Lord. See, so in this, you know, when we start seeking God, we got to seek him with all our heart. In Jeremiah 29, 13, God says, You shall seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. So we set ourselves to seek the Lord. We read out of God's word. Certainly you can get godly advice from your minister, from your other brothers and sisters in the Lord, maybe your mom and dad, your family and things like that. You, you can hear what people have to say, but don't just take it all as being God's will for you. You take it back to the Lord, and, uh, and, and he will clarify to you. Now, how is he going to do that? I don't know. He gives dreams. He gives visions. He, 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 he speaks a lot of ways. In fact, once or twice I've had him speak to me audibly, but uh, that, that doesn't happen very often. It would be great if it did, but it doesn't. And uh, even though as much as you'd want it to sometimes, sometimes it seems like to me that he doesn't even speak to me, and then something will happen just like that to, uh, immediately to clear up the problem and everything. And I said, oh, my goodness, thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. You know, he, he, he spoke in a way that I wasn't expecting or something. And uh, that's happened even out here on the radio when there'd be a problem or something like that. I wouldn't have any idea what it might be. And then he'd give me an idea, and that'd be it. Uh, it just, it's, it's great when you recognize that God has spoken to you and delivered you like that. So you have a sudden problem come upon you. In fact, uh, the scriptures tell us over and over, be not afraid of sudden disaster or terror comes on the wicked. Uh, the Lord is your help. He will not allow your foot to be snared. That's in Proverbs 3, 25 and 26. And other verses like that where he promises if we'll turn to him and walk with him, keep our hand in his hand, that he'll take care of us. Now, and there's different ways that he's going to do this. And so I can't sit here and say how he's going to answer you in your problem this morning, how terrible it might be or something like that. But I can guarantee you, if you set yourself to seek him with all your heart, that he will deliver you and he will uh, somehow or other communicate to you what you need to do. I'm going to take a short break here and I'll be right back in just a minute. You are listening to KLRN Radio, where liberty and reason still reign. God's Pure Word of Faith with Richard Harden can now be heard Monday through Friday mornings at 7 a.m. Central, 8 Eastern, and on Saturday and Sunday mornings at 6 a.m. Central, 7 Eastern. Join him and let's turn our country back to God. It only takes a spark to start a forest fire. Let's get on fire for the Lord, right here on KLRN Radio and the Spark Radio Network. Visit Richard's website at raharden.com. That's the World Wide Web at rahardin.com. At his website, you can see a summary of the six books he has written, where purchases may be made. He also has a link to 18 videos on YouTube and several blogs about Christian beliefs. If you prefer, visit Amazon.com backslash Kindle and type in Richard Harden to see and purchase his books. Each of my programs are being saved so that you can listen to them at any time. There's just four simple steps to find the past programs. Go to www.spreaker.com. That's S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R.com. Enter my name, Richard Harden, in the search box in the top center of the home page. Click on the brown icon, which has the Bible, two candlesticks, and a cross in the background. A list of my programs will come up. You're listening to God's Pure Word of Faith with Richard Harden. Richard will guide you through the Bible and help you find God's purpose for your life. Now here's teacher and author Richard Harden. 
Welcome back to God's Pure Word of Faith. We're going through the steps or the response that we need to make, the responses we need to make to obtain uh, faith in a particular situation that you might have, you know, like a, uh, which job to take or whether to move here or there or, you know, doctors just told you you have cancer. I remember when he told me that in 1987 and my hair stood straight up what I had and uh, as soon as I hung up that phone, I tripped right around to the den, got on my knees before the Lord, and within about four or five minutes, no fear, no no nothing, you know, like that. And I haven't had a problem since. But anyway, you set your, your hope in God. Your hope is for deliverance. See, that's what develops your hope there. Um, is whatever your problem is, you hope to be delivered from it. So you set your hope in God, looking to Him for deliverance. You set yourself to seek the Lord, to get out of that doubt. Because see, the doubt is you don't know what to do yet about your problem. So you got to seek the Lord to find out for sure what He's doing. And if any apprehension or fear starts to come in, let that be a red flag that it's the devil trying to torment you to cause you to miss God's will. So anytime, anything above apprehension, you know. Paul says that in what, Philippians 4, 6 again, Be anxious for nothing, but in all things of prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving let your requests be known to God. As soon as you start getting apprehensive or something like that, take it to the Lord in prayer right then. Don't wait. Don't give the devil an opportunity to come in and start terrorizing you and causing you to have, you know, all these strong emotions and everything. Block him out. When you start feeling any type of fear, let that be a red flag. I'm doubting God somewhere. The door of doubt is open and the devil's coming in, see. And then you seek the Lord to get rid of that doubt. Because that's what it is. The devil can't come in if you don't have doubt. So don't let that happen. Set yourself to seek the Lord. And Isaiah 34:16 says, Seek ye out of the book of the Lord and read. In Lamentations, it says God will bless you for just seeking Him because He knows most people won't. Now, as you seek the Lord, whether you have just two options of something to do or maybe there's a hundred things or a thousand things you could do, well, just keep seeking and God will eliminate some of those and, and get you down to the one that He wants you to do. Now, when we get God's word about what we're to do, that or those words that he brings to us are our words of faith. Those are the words that we have to accept and receive into our heart. Like uh, Jehoshaphat, God spoke after they had prayed and fasted and said, Jehoshaphat, it's not your battle, it's mine. Set yourself to seek the Lord. Go out to see in the morning before the valley of Ziz and set yourself and see the victory. See, God was telling him he, he was going to do everything if they would just come out there and sit himself and watch a victory. Well, King David was uh, asking the Lord one time what to do about the Philistines that were coming against him. He says, go ahead, I'll give you the victory. Well, he did. David and them got the victory, um, slaughtered a bunch of them and everything. And the very next verse in after that, it says, And the Philistines came against them again in the same valley. It sounded like they were just going to repeat the same thing over again. Uh, and David could have said, Well, hey, we whipped them last week, or we whipped them the day before yesterday. Come on, guys, let's go do it again. But he didn't. He set himself to seek the Lord. Lord, what would you have me do in this situation? We just whipped them once and everything. They're a weaker army now. We could probably just go whip them again or something like that. But anyway, you know what God told him to do? He says, go over there, the mulberry bush, wait for the rustle of the mulberry bush. And it specifically says, go wait for the rustle of the mulberry bush, then I will go before thee. See, God made it specific. I won't go before you unless you go over there and wait for the rustle of the mulberry bush. That sounds ridiculous. Here, this new king, King David, has got to go tell his generals, hey, guys, uh, we got to go over there and the mulberry bush and wait. And when they start rustling, rustling, then we can go. See, 
it, it's not always easy to confess what God tells us to confess. Because like in that, uh, what in Mark eleven twenty three, have faith in God. Sure, hear from God, accept what he says. Have faith in God. Whosoever shall say in this mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast in the sea. Now, not doubting. See, that's because you've set yourself to seek the Lord. You've got out of doubt, and now God has told you what he wants you to do, and those are the words of faith that you have to confess. You don't just make up something good and then ask God to back it up and claim and say you're claiming something by faith like that. See, you're supposed to seek the Lord until you get out of that doubt. Then when you get out of the doubt, it says you shall have, believing, you shall have whatsoever you say. Because now, when God speaks to you, like I mentioned earlier, there's no telling how he's going to speak to you until he speaks to you. It may be a dream, maybe a vision, it may be through somebody, a minister speaking to you. But somehow or another, when he gets that message to you and lets you know for sure this is what he wants you to do, those are your words of faith that you must confess for your situation. You don't make them up, see. you got to pray and seek the Lord and get his words of faith or his word of rhema, uh, or the living word, or Christ. Christ is the living word of God. God spoke, let there be light. Christ went forth and created light. So, you've got to hear from the Lord and confess what he tells you to confess. Like David had to go confess to everybody. we got to go to the rustling, we got to go to mulberry bushes and wait for the rustle of the mulberry bush. King Jehoshaphat had to confess, God said it's his battle, not mine. we got to go over there at the Valley of Ziz in the morning and sit there and watch the victory. See, that was their confession of faith. David's confession of faith was something else. And you look through the scriptures like it. Um, Moses, he told them, you know, lift his rod and the waters parted. See, that's obedience to faith and walking by faith daily is when the problems come, we seek him, he tells us what to do, and then we do it, and he performs a victory. Now, like uh, when God told Jehoshaphat, you know, uh, march out of the gate singing praises, well, the next morning they did that, and God performed the victory. During the time when, when God tells you and manifests to you, his answer for your situation, the words, you've got to accept them, you know, like to teach that class or whatever it is he's, he's acknowledged to you, you know, to get you out of doubt or to take this job or take that job. You've got to make a choice, see. It doesn't just come automatic because God has spoken to you. You've got to choose to accept what he said and do it like David David couldn't go over and tell his generals, uh, we got to go over and circle the mulberry bushes and then go fight. I said, that ain't what God told him to do. Uh, we got to go over there at the mulberry bush, you know, and uh, we'll get together and have a little praise and worship service, and then we'll go fight. No, God didn't tell him to do that. He said, go wait for the rustling in the mulberry bush. And Jehoshaphat didn't say just run out there right now and do it. He said, wait till in the morning and do it. See, we've got to follow God's instructions and confess what he says because like in um, Proverbs 35 and 6 says, Every word of God is pure. A shield them, put their trust in. See, you've got to put your trust in his words that he shares with you when you're praying and seeking him. It says, Every word of God is pure. A shield them, put their trust in. Add thou not to it, lest he reprove thee, and thou be found a liar. See, because he won't back you up. If you go out there at that mulberry bush and just make a circle around it and go, that is not, see, he won't back that up. He says, go out and wait for the rustle of the mulberry bush, then I will go before you. That's in Second Samuel, uh, about the last five verses of chapter 2. If you want to read that story of what David did then, it's Second Samuel. Um, the last five or six verses of chapter 2. He says, then I will go before you, see. So you decide to do it your way, and even though you have his word what to do, and you decide to do it your way, and you add to his word, he's not going to back it up. That's the problem we have. we got to obey his word to faith, accept his word, and then confess his word, and he will perform the victory. Now, 
if you don't like what he's told you, <laughs> if you don't like the idea, like Jehoshaphat and him maybe deciding that I don't want to go out there and sit in front of those three armies, you know, with no weapons or anything. If 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 you don't like it, that's called rejection, unbelief. The children of Israel, when they came up to the promised land, they all knew it was God's will to cross over the promised land. Joshua sent out 12 spies. Ten of them came back and said, there's giants over there. We can't do it. See, they didn't trust God enough to take care of them. And that's where the word trust comes in. You've got to trust God enough to, to do what he says he's going to do when you're seeking him to get out of doubt. When, when those words come to you, his living word comes to you about what he wants you to do. Take this job. You say, well, no, the other job looks a lot better and everything. Or he says, teach this class. I can't teach a class. I've never done it before. See, when you start arguing, dragging your feet back there in, what is it, uh, uh, 1 Samuel 15, it says, you know, uh, dragging your feet is like witchcraft. You know, uh, uh, being unresponsive. Yeah, here it is. It says, stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. And rebellion is sin of witchcraft, but stubbornness in dragging your feet, not wanting to do what God wants you to do, or being maybe embarrassed to do it. David might would have been embarrassed to go tell the people, we got to go wait for the rustle of the mulberry bush. See, what do you mean wait for the rustle of the mulberry bush, David? You know, you crazy, we just whipped those guys last week. We can do it again, they're weaker now. Well, he's going to say, God told me that we must go wait for the rustle of the mulberry bush. Then he will go before us. See, he, his confession of faith can't change just because the people may not like it. Jehoshaphat, his confession of faith couldn't change because the people might not like going out there and sitting and watching the victory with no weapons. See, there, there's, there's things that come about when God does speak to us. You think, well... Well, if God speaks to me, I'll just go do it. If God manifests himself to me right here and to you right wherever you are right now in the form of, you know, Jesus like he was when he came back, you know, uh, before the day of Pentecost and everything, he came back after he resurrected, uh, those disciples would have done anything he told them to do. We would too. But now, when he speaks to us personally, see, he's not going to be speaking to a bunch of people. He'll be speaking to me to do this. Or you to do that. And when you start confessing that, it's going to be between you and the Lord. And you've got to have the nerve, the confidence. That's where confidence comes in. And the trust. You've got to trust God enough to accept his words to faith. See, trust and faith are very, very different. Do you trust God enough to accept it? Well, when the children of Israel come up to the promised land, ten spies talk to men to, you know, Hey, there's giants over here. Where's grasshoppers to them? They didn't trust God enough, and they rejected it. It says in Hebrews chapter 3, verses uh, 12 through 19, it says that they rejected to it with an evil heart of departing from the living God. Because, see, they knew it was God's will, and when they rejected his will, they were departing from the living God that told them that was his will. And they all knew it was his will. They were departing from it, rejecting him, and it says they failed to enter in because of unbelief. And that's why God was so mad. He, they had uh, seen all those miracles coming out of Egypt and everything. Waters parting, everything like this, and just on and on, all of, out. Well, so God said all the men fighting age, age 20 and over, was going to die in the wilderness the next 40 years. They had to roam around the wilderness 40 years, and then it came back up to the promised land and they entered in the second time when they came in but that's the way it is with us too we've got to be willing to accept God's word about things that our family may not understand or, or your f best friends may not understand your minister may not or if it's a minister maybe his you know uh, people that work for him and with him won't understand but when God tells us to do something We've got to have the confidence and trust of having walked with him. See, that's why Jesus says in John chapter 10, you know, my sheep hear my voice. We've got to learn to hear the voice of God in a way that we can 
hear and recognize it and know it's God speaking to us. Pray and seek. Now, I'd use that for an example, like, you know, just if if you go to a big party, like for your business or church or something like this, um, church party, we'll put it like that, okay, and, uh, and somebody blindfolds you and lead you around the room, you could recognize your husband or wife's voice regardless of everybody else kind of screaming and hollering and talking loud and everything and music playing and everything. You could recognize your husband or your wife's voice among all that crowd without having to see them. We're supposed to be walking with the Lord daily, reading His scriptures, putting His word in our heart, receiving His word into our heart, so that during the daytime He can bring those back to memory and, and let us know that this is the guidance you need to do. But now, sometimes there's not a written word for the guidance that we need. And that's when you've heard from God so many times throughout the daytime, you've just grown to, like Jehoshaphat, trust him even to walk out in front of three armies without weapons. And David to go over and wait for the rustling of the mulberry bush. You've heard him so many times from those scriptures he brings forth that you now, when you hear his voice telling you what to do, you know what to do. You know what's God telling you to do it. You have that confidence and trust to accept his words to faith. And those living words to faith, then, in your heart are the ones he speaks to you to get you out of doubt and tell you what to do. And see, that's the only thing. Like, for example, he might, you might be praying for your neighbor. Your neighbor might be real sick and everything. And then God speaks to you. Go over there and pray for your neighbor and I'll heal him. Oh, me. They're going to think I think I'm so super holy and everything. If I go over next door and say, uh, let me pray for you. And God said he'll heal you. But now, you're going to do it or not. Do they? If you don't do it, then <laughs> it's going to be unbelief. And very disappointing to the Lord. So we go over next door and say, uh, let me pray for you. Maybe God will heal you. See, you've changed God's word then. If God tells you to go over there and pray for him and he'll heal him, that's your words of faith that you confess when you get over there. Now, if God just tells you to go over and comfort them, you know, speak to them and, you know, like this, then fine, do that. But if he says you go over there and he'll heal them, that's your words of faith, your living words that you must accept to faith, receive, and go over there. Now, you go over and pray, and then he performs a victory by healing them. The hope is fulfilled then, see? Uh, whatever the problem started out, you placed your hope in God. You seek him to get out of doubt. He speaks to you his living words. And even blesses you while you're seeking him. But he speaks to you his living words. Then you have to accept or reject his living words. If you accept his living words. And yes I'm going to go over there and pray for my neighbor. Or yes I'm going to go wait for the rustle of the mulberry bush. See you got to accept those living words. Exactly as they are. Without changing them. And go do it accept and obey. So you don't have the faith until you make the choice to accept his living words. You don't accept his words by faith, see, because you don't have the faith until after you make the choice. Because if you reject those living words, you reject going over there and saying you're going to pray for them to be healed and they'll be healed. Uh, you just go over and say, let me pray with you. You know, that, that's changing his living words. So you don't have the faith for that situation until you accept and receive his living words into your heart. Then that work of grace in your heart from those living words that come into your heart are going to strengthen you and God's going to go with you over there. It's faith that worketh by love. As God goes with you, then he will perform the victory. Then the hope is fulfilled. The victory is come about, but you don't have to form the victory. I don't have to form the victory. We just have to go and carry his living word because, see, the, the, his living word is a creating power of the universe, the same creating power of the universe that uh, when God said, let there be light, Christ went forth, that living word went forth to create the light. And 
in Hebrews 11:26 it says that Moses esteemed the riches of Christ greater than all the wealth of Egypt. See, God's living word to Moses took him out of Egypt, and you know he waited 40 years, something like that, and then sent Moses back and everything. But Moses knew the living word of God. Moses knew in receiving the living word of God, Christ was more important to him than all the wealth of Egypt. He could have possibly been the next Pharaoh or something. So see, Christ has been throughout the ages the power of God. The Apostle Paul says in 1 Corinthians, let's see, 1 Corinthians one twenty-four, it says Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. See, Christ is the wisdom, the perfect, pure word of God. Christ is the power of God. So the perfect, pure word of God is the power of God, and that's what you've got to quote when God speaks to you to get you out of doubt in your situation. Those living words, words of faith, it says in, I think it's in Romans, where it talks about the word of faith, the words of faith that we share or something like that. See, it's the words that God tell you about your problem. Those are the only words that will get you out of your problem. If you change them, he won't back them up. If, if like a while ago, if he tells you to go over and pray for your neighbor and he'll heal him, he will. But if you go over and say, let me pray for you, maybe God will heal you, he won't. See? We've, we've got to accept God's word that he tells us to faith. Then he will. Again, like Mark eleven twenty three, have faith in God. Certainly, you'll have faith in God. Receive his words in your heart to faith. Have faith in God. Whosoever shall say in this mountain, Be thou removed, be not cast in sea, and not doubting. See, that not doubting is when you receive those words of faith that he wants you to speak in that situation. And not doubting, but believing. You've got to believe and know they're God's words. See, you've got to seek him and to know. Like uh, Jehoshaphat and them, when Jehaziel, that priest, spoke up and said, you know, uh, thus saith the Lord, you know, King Jehoshaphat, it's not your battle, it's mine. See, Jehoshaphat and the people had to accept that it was actually God speaking through Jehaziel saying that. If it had just been, like, if Jehaziel was just, a, you know, the local show-off or something, and he jumped up every time they prayed and, you know, said this, thus saith the Lord, this, 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 you know, if he was just a local show-off like that, they're going to be in trouble if they obey what he says. They had to believe and receive that those words through Jehaziel was God speaking through him, the priest, and they did. The very next verse said, They bowed their heads to the ground and praised the Lord for his word. Then they received, well, they received his word, bowed their heads to the ground, praised the Lord, and then they obeyed by that night I don't know whether they slept much or not. A bunch of them probably didn't sleep at night thinking what they were going to have to do the next day. But anyway, the next morning they got up. They went out praising the Lord. And it says in verse 22 of that chapter, Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 22, it says, When they began to sing and to praise, then God set embushments against those three armies. See, there wasn't any evidence in the physical at all that God was going to uh, have those three armies you know, um, kill themselves or whatever, you know, like that, that he was going to perform the victory and everything. There wasn't any physical evidence to Jehoshaphat and his people until they started marching out the gates, singing praises in obedience to his word. See, and that's what we're going to have to do. We're going to have to, you know, accept his word, and, and there won't be a lot of evidence around us that his word then... Uh, you know, he's going to do what he said he was going to do. But we got to trust him enough and do our part. Then he will do it. Just like God told you, uh, King David, wait for the rustle of mulberry bush. Then I will go before you. See, we've got to accept God's word, receive it to faith in our heart, and do our part. Then God performs the victory for us. It, it, it's that simple. We recognize we're in doubt. We don't know what to do. Uh, 
they may be a little fear with it because the door of doubt may be open to where the devil's come in and already set some fear in you about that whatever your sickness is, whatever your you know a, a job situation is, or whatever your family situation is. The devil may already be tormenting you or something like that. But see, it's never too late. Oh, uh, what is it? Uh, Lazarus was in the grave four days, and it wasn't too late for him. It's not too late for you either. If you turn yourself to seek the Lord, because he promises, Jeremiah 29, 13, you shall seek me and find me when you search me with all your heart. So see, all your part, my part, is to seek him with all our heart. He takes it from there, and we will find him. He will identify himself to us some way or another. I don't know how he'll do it for you. In fact, I don't know how he'll do it for me most of the time. But I still got to set myself to seek the Lord and give him an opportunity to speak. Now, we set our hope, hope in God for our problem. He's going to deliver some way or another, someday, somehow, like that. We hope in God. We set ourselves to seek the Lord. We read the scriptures. We pray. We fast. Uh, we can have, you know, get in and get some beautiful music, something like that, praise music, and we can just have a time with the Lord like that. But Whatever we do, we've got to get ourselves in the presence of the Lord because in the presence of the Lord is where there's healing. In the presence of the Lord is where there's strength. In His presence, see, we seek His presence, seek His face with all our heart. Um, and He'll bless us even as we're doing that. Then He'll bless us with an answer to it. He'll give us His living words for our situation. And those living words are called the words of faith. And those words of faith are the ones that we must confess. And we must confess them as ambassadors without changing a word, a comma, or anything. Confess his pure words that he speaks to us. He will perform the victory like he did for Jehoshaphat and for David and for others. He'll perform the victory. We'll get the bounty from the victory. Uh, in Jehoshaphat's case, in Second Chronicles chapter 20, after... Uh, all three armies, they, they killed each other. They were so greedy and everything. They saw these Jews coming out without weapons, just singing and praising the Lord. They couldn't wait. Man, they were going to tear them up. But then uh, two of them said, hey, we don't. Well, Lot's descendants, two of the armies were from Lot's daughters. And uh, they didn't want to share with Esau's army from Mount Seir because it's Esau's army, uh, descendants, and it was the descendants, the other two armies were Lot's descendants. And so those two of the descendants of Lot teamed up, killed all of the ones from Esau's descendants. Then they were still so greedy, they didn't want to share with each other, so they killed each other to the last man. See, God performed a victory, but in those days they didn't have banks to leave or money at home when they went to battle and everything. They all had their jewels and gold and silver and all this stuff with them. It took the children of Israel three days to gather all the spoils of that battle and the wealth and everything out there. And then, if you read on down, after they did that for three days, the fourth day, they had a whole day of praise and worship and a prayer meeting and everything to celebrate the victory that God had performed for them. So, admit your doubt, recognize it, set your hope in God, seek the Lord with all your heart. He'll give you the living words of faith that you're to confess about your problem, you accept those words into your heart to faith, then you do what you need to do of it, like march out of the gate singing praises, or go over to the mulberry bush, or whatever else the Lord might ask you to do. He'll perform the victory, and you'll reap the rewards of it by faith. If you reject, you'll be in unbelief, and you're not going to get an answer to your problem. Good day, and God bless you. God's Pure Word of Faith with Richard Harden can now be heard Monday through Friday mornings at 7 a.m. Central, 8 Eastern, and on Saturday and Sunday mornings at 6 a.m. Central, 7 Eastern. Join him and let's turn our country back to God. It only takes a spark to start a forest fire. Let's get on fire for the Lord, right here on KLRN Radio and the Spark Radio Network. Each of my programs are being saved so that you can listen to them at any time. There's just four simple steps to find the past programs. 
go to www.spreaker.com. That's S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R.com. Enter my name, Richard Harden, in the search box in the top center of the home page. Click on the brown icon, which has the Bible, two candlesticks, and a cross in the background. A list of my programs will come up. You are listening to KLRN Radio, where liberty and reason still reign. KLRN Radio has advertising rates available. We have rates to fit almost any budget. Contact us at advertising at klrnradio.com. 